Grace to you, peace, from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear friends in Christ, do not be deceived. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, coming from the Father of lights, in whom there is no shifting of shadow. And if this gift giver, this giver God, wants to give, then give he will, as he chooses, in his way, on his terms. The gift and the giver are one and the same when we are talking about how this giver God gives of his spirit and the graces, the charismata of that same spirit. He gives of himself with a direct purpose, as Paul declares in verse 7, the purpose of simferon, our good, our profit, our education and edification, sure, but our gathered togetherness as well, our use, our advantage that we may be blessed as a body and not just as an individual for my own affairs. My own ton idion, whence we get our English word idiot. No, says the apostle, the gifts the giver God gives, these gifts are not for you alone, that you may be an idiot about these things. And idiots there were aplenty in Corinth, occasioning this spanking of a letter. Not just, not just ignorant. Paul says that overtly. You're ignorant, and I'm teaching you because there's a cure for ignorance. It's called getting informed, getting taught, being teachable, going to college. But there's no cure for idiot, meaning your own stuff, only being interested in yourself. There's no cure for that kind of idiocy, that kind of self-centered, inwardly turned egocentrism that makes the eye or the hand or the stomach or the other body bits say to the rest of the body, forget you, I'll go make it on my own from now on. You don't end up with a body that way. You end up with a dismembered corpse, like a Mr. Potato Head in a junk pile missing too too many parts to be retained for the giveaway drive. That kind of what the Greek language would be called idiocy, that kind of isolationism, I only care about me action, that's one way to run the gift show. It's the way of the Corinthians, who were a bunch of bragging bobbies and boastful Bettys about their blithering and blathering in other languages, making themselves out to be holier than their neighbor. And that's a strike against the body. It's the way of all who claim to have a closer in with spiritual things than someone else, whether it's an institutional bureaucrat or a dorm Bible study so-called leader or a witch doctor or a televangelist. It's the way of all who run the gifts of God in their way, who have no respect or patience for the giver or his gifts. You know the type because you've been party to ousting someone you didn't think was Christian enough for you. You know the type because you've been on the other end of that kind of judgmental shenanigans. Or you at least can imagine the kind of person who'd sit around the Christmas tree and complain not about what was given necessarily, but that it wasn't quite given in quite the way she'd like. Instead of gratitude, the mental gears turn on their cogs to consider what day will be best to go back to the returns counter and get the gifts that were given in one way by the giver to obtain it in another color or another size, 
some other gift at all, or worse, in another spirit than that in which it was intended. In another spirit. How easy it is to fall for that one. To think that the gifts that the giver God gives, he gives because it makes you better, (laughs) or because you'll like it, or insanely because of some merit or worthiness in yourself, as if you were the one that mattered. As if this giver, God, is a respecter of persons, a respecter of you. As if you have something to do with it. As if he's bound by some contract to pay you tribute. As if you have a right to look down the nose at those who don't have what you have. Money, clothes, the luck of birth, the right religion. Not to mention manifestations and indications of the special graces of the Lord. Gifts that the Lord has given of himself to you. As if the same Lord, the same God, the same Spirit has not thoroughly inhabited your neighbor, your friend, and one you may even brazenly call an enemy with the plethora of gifts it's in his nature to give. Our God is a giver, and he will give, and neither you nor I is in any position to control that. As Jesus makes clear with his Pharisee friend that the Spirit blows wherever it will. You see, for all the bits of the Bible passage that Paul laid out here in 1 Corinthians, and there's some jazzy stuff in there, make no mistake. Prophecy, wow, I like that. Workings of power, bring it on. Faith and tongues and wisdom and knowledge, dang, this stuff sounds great, because the Spirit will do whatever he wants to, even if it has to do with flying capes and x-ray vision. Show me where to sign up. But for all of that, the apostle would teach us not just about the gifts themselves, but about the more important stuff, the Spirit. The Holy Spirit, yes, but also the Spirit in which God intends to give those gifts. And that Spirit is one of service. In different ways, yes, because we're different people, but it turns out that the ones who matter most are the ones who are served by that service. Those who are at an advantage because of the gifts that the giver God gives, the objects of his love, not You, as a subject, as you have a slick and certain relationship based on what you perceive makes you better than other people, but you as a beggar, and all who approach God as a beggar, all of us with hands open to receive the gifts that he has to give, to receive the gifts in the way that he gives them, and to keep the hands open to serve best his beloved, his church, his saints, his body, even the body of Christ, which is the person sitting next to you right now. It's no surprise that a sinner like you has trouble receiving the gifts that the giver God gives in the way that the giver God intends to give them, intends them to be received. For when he sent Jesus, whose spirit the Holy Spirit is, when he sent Jesus, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, to all who believed on his name. He gave the right. There's right. He gave the right to be called children of God. Children not born of blood or, or man or a husband's will, but children of God, born of God. Do you have that right? You do if you believe. Now, do you believe? You do. If you have the one gift the apostle talks about right here, there's only two options. Jesus is a curse or Jesus is a kurios. 
Jesus is Lord. And only the Holy Spirit says Jesus is Lord. And the Holy Spirit is saying Jesus is Lord right now through mouths, tongues, signs, words, written, spoken, screamed, and sung. He's doing it now. And when he does, it's a gift. And it turns out that that's the only thing that can cure the idiot life. The idiot way of running the show. That is the me, me, me way of things. It's a gift that does anything but leave people as the idiotes, that is, people who are only interested in their own thing, in their own way, in their own benefit, in their own building. That's the only gift that can cure the self-centered, inwardly turned, egocentric, and independent, pride-filled, bragging, bobby, and boastful Betty that is a sinner like you. It's the gift of a Jesus who turned himself not in, but out, who laid down his life for a people that would never look at that as a gift or a way of giving to be received. His body sacrificed for the terrible things we do to disembody and dismember each other, ourselves, and the body he calls his church. But the gift is also his body risen from the dead to raise again your body, to raise again the body of his bride, the church, to raise you this day to receive his gifts, his way, and to call out by the Holy Spirit, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is curious. Jesus is Lord. Here is the key to receiving a gift from a God who proves himself a giver with hands Open, you receive from him what he alone can give, the grace to be called a child of God, the grace to be part of his glorious body, his risen body, his bride, the church. With hands open, you receive from him the gift he gives in the way he gives it, salvation in Christ, an identity in Christ, a belonging to Christ, and a confirmation because the spirit he gives you by which and only by which you also can say, Jesus is Lord. Here, here is a gift for you. And a gift for you is also a gift for your neighbor. Receive and steward well the gift of Christ and his spirit that he manifests in you for the benefit of your neighbor this day, even the confession of your faith as your mouth proclaims by the Spirit, Jesus is Lord. Amen.